Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you had a fantastic week since we last recorded. And uh, so this week we've got another fantastic guest. This week we've got Louisa Arnold from Kent Sport. She is the workforce and coaching manager for Kent. Now also, Louisa is very close to us. Louisa has been part of our board Uh, our committee board since we began in 2013 so Louisa has been a huge part of um, helping us on our journey as well so I thought it was about time that we got Louisa on and had a good chat about everything to do with coaching and uh, workforce related Uh, she's very good at what she does her job but she's also she's won a UK national coaching award for a project 500 which is all about female coaching so she's a huge advocate for that so guys grab yourself a cup of tea sit back and enjoy hey Lou how you doing really good Wayne thanks for having me no problem. Finally got you on. Been talking about it for a long, long time. Now we finally got you on. How have you been? All right? Yeah, getting there. We're, uh, just returning back to uh, netball club stuff and, and work's busy as ever. So uh, nice to have a break and have a chat about things. Yeah, plenty going on, isn't there? That's It's good to see that everyone's starting to move again, isn't it? So... No, brilliant. So, Lou, right, we've got a lot of cover, I think, um, talking about yourself and your role and what, what you play in Kent sport and, and sport in general in Kent um, and lots of good good work that you're up to. But let's start with, let's start and tell everyone like your journey through sport. So what got you hooked into sport? Well, I think it was uh, a big brother who made you play every sport in the garden. And uh, if you didn't learn how to do it, you probably got so his, his sport for a bit was cricket. So he yeah. used to ball at me. And then if I didn't learn how to bat, then I'd get hit by the ball. So that was one of the <laughs> that was one of my first experiences. But I think having a big brother who was active made a huge difference to me. And also parents are really sporty um, and supportive as well. So yeah. my mum was actually ran the local primary school netball club. And she oh, did that okay. before I was even old enough to play. So yeah. it's one of those where you saw your mum playing sport as well. Um, and you kind of were sort of socialised into it, I guess. Yeah. So that's how you got started in the netball then? Yeah. Although it wasn't really, it wasn't something that I progressed until quite a bit later. So I played mm-hmm. it through primary school and I played it in secondary school. But um, when I got to about year nine, it's when, you know, all the girls drop out of sport and I actually moved into playing basketball for the last few years of secondary school and played much more hockey. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it wasn't until I was an adult, sort of, I'd moved away and was living um, in London. And when I, so I kind of got back into playing netball when I was about 25 or so. So there's quite a big gap from playing it all the time to then yeah. returning. So. Oh, good stuff. Excellent. Did you play Did you play at any kind of level or just club level, was it? No, it's just club level, really. And I think that's probably something we'll probably come on to later in terms of coaching and things and, and that concern whether or not you're good enough to coach at that level if you haven't played at that level. But uh, right. yeah, something we about later, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, good stuff. So, so you've obviously you are the workforce and coaching manager for Kent Sport. Mm-hmm. You've, how long have you been at Kent Sport now? So I started in 2010. So um, before that, I was working in a school sports partnership up in southwest London. So I, okay. used to, I used to manage coaches as part of that project, um, mm-hmm. something a long time ago, community sports coaches. 
brilliant yeah. idea and uh, something that I think we we probably need to come back to actually but yeah um, yeah that was part of my role and then um, when this opportunity came up to kind of move home really because it was based at the University of Kent and my family are from sort of Whitstable so it was an opportunity to come home and, and do a job that well I've been in for 10 years or more now and I think it's the the right fit for me yeah yeah no that's right so wow because it was 2013 when we met mm -hmm. so you'd been in the role three years had you already yeah so I, I started in January 2010 um, yeah and it was uh yeah it was it was one of those it's strange to start the job because it was very much a bit of an unknown and I think also Kent Sport were, they were a bit unknown about what the role was and what they yeah. wanted out of it so I've always been hosted um, at the University of Kent, which is slightly separate from Kent Sport, but over the years really embedded into the, the wider work and the wider programs yeah. that they do. So, Was it the same role that you do now? I know obviously a lot's moved on, but was it the same emphasis, same like kind of line of work that you were doing from day yeah, one? Yeah, I guess the, the focus for those first probably five years or so was very much purely on coaching and coaches and coach development. Yeah. over time as kind of funding programs change and that kind of thing my roles expanded um to sort of the wider workforce as well so mm. professional partners that we work with um supporting my colleague with clubs and coaches and um, volunteering and that kind of thing so there's it's it's got a lot bigger than it was but obviously yeah. like with it's all these same things everything, same yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah, everything everything you play just gets bigger doesn't it yeah <laughs> it certainly does no, that's right. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good to see. I didn't know that. I didn't know. See, see, I learned something else. There we go. Yeah, I've been around a long time, Wayne, possibly too long, people say. Yeah, no, I always, for some reason, I always thought you'd, you would, I suppose when we just come into the room at Kent Sport, you kind of think, oh, this has only just started, but it hadn't. It, it, yeah, yeah. It well, be... I think what's really key there and actually quite interesting is the fact that we don't really invest enough time in developing networks mm. don't realize actually how long it takes to build that kind mm. of thing and meet all the partners and, and bring people together so I think over the years there's projects that I probably tried back in 2011 2012 that were too soon and actually yeah. they're now coming around sort of now with people going oh we need to do a lot more cross sport work and that yeah. was stuff I was trying to do straight away and people weren't ready for it no, there weren't. No, there's yeah. There's been lots of things like that actually that I've seen over the seven years. That things that that we're doing now that that I think like that you tried. We try at the beginning. People are like, oh no, that doesn't happen. But now, like years later, that's what we're doing. Exactly what we're doing and how we've yeah. done things. Yeah. And the um. Yeah. So it was back then, wasn't it? That's when we all first met in the uh, in the old building that's not even there now. It's been. I know. It's no longer houses? there. It got taken to the ground, didn't it? So. Must be houses now, is it? I haven't it's been actually past a that school. Bit. I was just, I was at the Discovery School there. Yeah, that's King, the new yeah, school. So. That's right. Yeah, it was a big old, um, massive building, wasn't it? Yeah, but we met there, and that's where uh, Olympia Boxing was created, wasn't it? Around that it table. Was. It was Ken indeed, educational yeah. boxing, as it was called then. <laughs> it was, it? yeah, and I seem to remember sitting around the table with yourself and uh, and James and Lee and talking about how you know what we were going to do and and the various projects and things. And I think my my role came really about because it was a kind of coaching network that I was mm. involved in and how we could maybe support you in your development yeah. and the programs and things. 
Yeah, just pointed us in the right, right direction and said, go. And that's what yeah. it was. <laughs> you remember, I think, I don't know if you did one, but Lee definitely did um, one of the cricket coach development days because of those connections. When I did fast feet with the cricket coaches. So. Yeah, no, I was due to. I was due to, but the one that you booked me in to deliver with uh, Kent Cricket got cancelled. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So we did. I, I think it, we I managed one it. year, and then the following year. Done it. Yeah, I remember because um, I ended up working at the cricket club, training the the cricketers, the actual Kent cricket team. I ended up through that. I ended up training them. There you um, go, cross sport, Wayne. You see, it, cross sport. That was great. That was that was great fun. I always remember that. I still speak to a couple of them as well. So um, they were a good bunch of lads there. But the um, yeah, so isn't it amazing? Isn't it going back all that time that. How we, how we just started, and it was literally, we, Lee and I just sat around a table, knew how to deliver boxing, but didn't know anything else, and uh, look where it's all ended up. Well, yeah. fantastic. I think it's one of those things about, and you're one of those characters, recognising it's the right thing to do and not giving up on it. There's loads of challenges that get thrown in along the way, and I think I've found that with my you know, coach development work as well. There's yeah. certain things that you know, you might think, oh, I'm not sure if this is kind of working as it should. And other people start giving you that sort of tap on the shoulder and say, really, should you be carrying on with this or should you be looking in another direction? But when you kind of really believe it's the right way to go, I think, yeah. you know, and quite rightly see where it's gone now. So Yeah, just persevere, isn't it? Persevere mm. and just keep keep finding, overcoming the challenges, isn't it? Overcoming the, them obstacles all the time. Just keep growing. So when you're in your... Um, in your role, how many do you cover? Like, so every sport, every sport, any club, like everything, you cover everything, don't you? Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. you know, we obviously there are as time has progressed, we've probably moved more into um, what uh, almost a wider network. So the sports that people probably know and recognise traditionally would what I would be kind of supporting in the early days. But now we're actually looking at how do we support kind of leaders, activators, you know, yeah. volunteers. So the whole kind of coaching family, really, anybody that's inspiring other people to get active. Um, and so, yeah, learning a lot. And um, I think we've, our anniversary that we have has supported all sorts of sports um, all the way through to kind of parkour. And um, yeah. I think we even had one for Ultimate Frisbee one day in terms of wow. somebody developing as a coach in Ultimate Frisbee. So there's so many roles across sport that you know yeah. they're so important for me coaches because they're the people that make this happen and if you don't want to call yourself a coach that's fine but we know that's probably what you're actually doing in terms yeah. of encouraging other people so yeah no that's right yeah no I, I agree with that as well there's lots of people because it's amazing isn't it I mean you just that term coach actually puts a lot of people I'm not a coach I'm just helping out when well, you are coaching that's what you're doing yeah but no that's it but you've got a um you've got a real passion for coaching haven't you Lou? Real I think so and probably the reason why I've been in this job 10 in the years job is so it... that's what I was just about to say because <laughs> <laughs> you get I to think... speak to us a lot every day that's oh, why I know but I think the thing that it does is it really it just it's just me it matches up the work that I do the hobbies that I've got you know the interest that I've got about supporting people and mm. and get seeing the best out of people the reward I need and then to see to be able to support coaches to do that just means that kind of I've, I've never ever got up in the morning and gone I don't want to work and I think yeah. that's probably one of the you know so many people we've got to work for a long time and us we've got to work for even longer I think now there won't yeah. be a retirement age when we get there oh god yeah oh god um, yeah so I think yeah it, it just really it, it works so well. I know things have changed over time but ultimately when you think about what it is you're trying to do and support people 
whether that's supporting coaches or as a coach myself supporting the participants then you know there, there's not not much bigger reward than you know just that satisfaction of seeing people achieve and do the best that they can yeah no no i agree and that's why uh, we've we've done like yourself and i we worked on our mentoring program together didn't we and mm. uh, with all the mentees and the university students and stuff and it was um like what the the success we had there was amazing wasn't it seeing the growth there from the from the people like like how many of them now have I got? What, what have I got? There's, I think three of them are on my team now fully. So, like Which three. Is fantastic, and I think you know we had discussions, you know, a few years back about you know growing Olympia and and what were the next steps. And I think I often said to you, it's about you know you're a fantastic coach, you deliver, you bring all these people in, but actually we need to grow your workforce and yeah. we need to support that workforce through. And I think we had discussions before about creating another of us when we mentor yeah. but actually it's about using our skills to let that individual be who they are yeah. yes we've got you know olympia's got a certain set of values and this is what we want all the coaches to to demonstrate but actually we also want them to demonstrate that they're tommy you know that they're wayne mm. that they're mm. jay yeah. whoever they are we actually want them to be the individuals don't we and i think that's yeah, really so, key. Yeah. that's the success of that mentoring program Mm, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's it. We're, we're there to guide them on the path and 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 give them their tips and teach them the way of coaching, the way that programs are delivered. But ultimately, I I agree. Like a coach need to find find themselves, don't they? They need to they need to find their voice. They need to find their style and and everything. And I, I've often said that to the team that's under me now. I so said I don't want you being out there being me. I want you being you. I don't. Um, yes, all right. You follow follow the rules that we've set and the way that the programs are delivered. But ultimately, the style that you're delivering in is is your own, and um, and that's that it. Because so that's how you grow, it. though, isn't it? That's how they go. It's how anyone grows. And I believe that's the same in any sector, though. You know, it's not it's not just coaching. It's the same across any sector, isn't it? If, um, um, yeah, I think it just makes you it makes you more authentic because it's more you and you see some of the, the people that have almost been told this is the way to do it, but actually it doesn't really work. You know, no, that's right. yeah. I was told to coach in a particular way to coach netball and you know it just doesn't suit me. My way is completely different to another, but it doesn't mean yeah. it's any better or worse. But you no, have that's to right. be you yeah. in that, mm. I think. Yeah, no, that's right. And we're and we're all just trying our best, aren't we? So it's uh, and everything and you pick up you you, you mold as you you pick up experience you mold yeah. as you pick up experience and like I, i've always i i continue to say this to any coach and anyone that's listening as well is that if, if you think you know it all you might as well retire because you, <laughs> you never know it all you yeah things. And, and the best coaches are those that are that you know that when you look back on what you did even a year ago or, or six months ago if you've evolved and you've changed or you've learned from that experience that's all we can ask for they always talk about don't they the the same coach that's been delivering the same thing yeah. the same stuff for 20 years isn't you know particularly you've got another coach who's been delivering for six months but is continually evolving is probably yeah. more effective um yeah. long term really yeah no that's right yeah delivered the same session for 20 years i know so it's a good good analogy though isn't it because it does happen it's amazing mm. how it happens um yeah. even at the top level even at the top level, that happens still. Like there's, there's been many a times that you walk into a room and you see like international coaches and and like they're delivering the same session that they delivered last year when I was there. You know, so it's 
it still happens and, and that's where it's about growth, isn't it? So tell us about the the Project 500 because that's a huge success, isn't it? And, and you're heavily yeah. involved in that, aren't you? So it's, it is, yeah. I think it. it's probably, probably been around too long, so that's why. But um, yeah, that, that started as, a, as an initiative in the southeast. So when we were, um, we're now called Active Partnerships, but we used to be County Sports Partnerships. And mm -hmm. as a as the seven of us in the Southeast, we all came together and it was a, a colleague down in Hampshire and he was a very passionate basketball coach. And he did my role down there. And he said, you know, I think I want to look at this project. I'd like it for Hampshire, but actually I think if we came together as a region, it could be really good. Um, and so we created Project 500 from there, which was about, um, supporting women into coaching or supporting women that were already coaches to develop and to to progress on if they wanted to or just to provide that support network for existing coaches um yeah so it started off as a as a small pilot two years that um we we got some support um a number of organizations uh, to do and to trial but ultimately it kind of came down to us as a region to run that um and then probably over the last few, probably the last five, six years, I've taken on a bit of a regional lead for it. Probably just fits again, like we talked about, my job fits my personality. So does this, because, you know, as a female coach, you kind of live some of those experiences yeah. that the audience has. Um, and I'm just so passionate about supporting other coaches. And some of the stories we've heard through the events that we've run over the years just makes me kind of want to wrap those coaches up in Cottonmore and say, you're okay, you're doing a really good job, mm. you know, come keep going, um, don't feel so isolated. Because actually, as we've spoken before, you know, potentially within boxing as well, there aren't as many female coaches, maybe in my sport, it, mm. it's probably traditionally to, or predominantly more female coaches, yeah. but actually across sports generally, there's less um, female coaches and male coaches. Um, and I think it's about that cross sport support and, and connecting people up from their local area or even a lot of what we do is virtual on sort of Facebook and Twitter and so that again we're connecting people um, through that and, and somebody maybe just down the road that's in a different sport but is the other only female coach in the area and then they've maybe got a bit of an ally or some support there so. Mm. Oh fantastic so uh, again I'm, I'm assuming Project 500 it covers all female coaching doesn't it it's not sport specific or anything like that it's any no, female coach any, isn't it? Yeah any, any coach any sport we um we started off probably working directly with some national governing bodies locally so I remember a project in the early days with rugby um, mm -hmm. and we did some stuff around kind of a women's only rugby ready course to get more women onto a level one and things and um you know we did some specific work with sports but actually what we've seen the real value in is bringing female coaches from different sports together together um, yeah and, and sharing their experiences and sharing you know the challenges but also what's gone so well for us is celebrating female coaches and I think you know boosting each other and building each other up has, has done wonders for a lot of the confidence um, of the people that we've heard you know amazing stories from that sometimes get quite choked up when you read yeah. or you hear from from what people have done because they've connected with a project you've been involved in so yes massive kind of passion and I'm really proud of of where it's got to and yeah. we hope we can continue with it yeah well no doubt it will no doubt it will won't it it's um it's a fantastic I love reading all the stuff on Twitter and I think that's always getting posted about it. it's great to read about it. it's um some really inspiring young ladies out there like they're yeah. just a, even like some that are just right at the beginning of their journeys, like some of the stuff that they're achieving, it's like, it's a big like kudos to them. You're like, wow, that's fantastic. Like the work that they're doing. 
Uh, so much so, you got a UK coaching award, didn't you? We did, yeah. I had to get out of my trainers and put a fancy dress on. <laughs> and um, we, we went up to London, um, yeah, 2018 it was. And we'd, um, we'd applied before for, you know, you know, been nominated before for a couple of, uh, like, the project itself. Mm. But a new category came up, which was transforming coaching through technology. Mm-hmm. And as in the last kind of two and a half years, um, as a region, we've invested in a social media manager um, and she runs our social media accounts and I support yeah. her to do that. And actually, you know, the the approach, the tone, everything that she's taken, our kind of coverage and everything has, has really taken off. And, you know, the reach and they talk about all these different techie things that I don't really understand, but actually yeah. the difference it's made, the support it's provided. Um, and we actually got the uni to do us a, a bit of a project um, and they were able to sort of show some some statistical significance what you know whatever that means technically but it in other words just said that the stuff that we were providing was actually help it was people were able to put that into their coaching practice which is ultimately what you're aiming to do and then um yeah we were we were shortlisted with um swimming uh british swimming and scottish rugby so we just went up thinking we'd just been in we'd been shortlisted for a nice evening out and that yeah. we had no expectation to win at all and then they announced our names I was, oh god i've got to go up and <laughs> had to be interviewed by mike busher off the telly and then yeah. Oh, you did. yeah you had to give your speech did you yeah they, yeah. they asked you some questions You're like well i haven't prepared anything <laughs> <laughs> well, i didn't think we were gonna win i was just no, to we, just, <laughs> we just thought you'd take you just bring us up to be quiet to keep us quiet again you know <laughs> <laughs> no brilliant and that's so what's it what's can you share a success with project 500 i know there's been many but is there one that st- sticks out in your head that really made you Uh, there's low yeah it makes me smile every time I get to speak to female coaches really Mm -hmm. that that are part of that um sort of organization but I think one during lockdown was when um I got an email from our social media manager and the subject heading just said wow and obviously that's going to make you open up the email Mm -hmm. isn't it so I opened it up straight away and it said um Judy Murray's just contacted us directly to run a session for us and so Yeah. That was a bit of a wow in terms of this is where you've got to, that you're yeah. high profile enough that you get contacted by Judy Murray, yeah. who's yeah. happy to come and do a Zoom for you during lockdown and speak oh, to that's her. That's right. Yeah, I remember you said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so you female coaches. Oh, brilliant. I bet that was really strong, wasn't it? I bet yeah. that was fantastic. I yeah. bet that was a great, great, great workshop. Because a lot of people just see Judy Murray as Andy's mum, but they don't realise that how much of a really good coach she is. Yeah, and and that's the thing. She's a fantastic coach. She's also a really fantastic supporter of other female coaches. Okay. And yeah. and one of the things she talked about and and really resonated was about female coaches using their voice. Mm-hmm. And she said somebody said to her, um, it was to do with kind of presenting at conferences and things, and you know sort of questioning in why perhaps there were more often at conferences and things tends to be more male coach presenters particularly in tennis she was saying yeah Um, and somebody said somebody actually went up to her and said you keep telling us we we don't have um, opportunities for females so you need to come and present at our international like tennis coaches conference and initially she was like oh not really for me but then kind of came around to the fact that we we kind of we have to stand if we want that equality we have to stand up and we have to put ourselves out there and speak 
And I think it's yeah. one of the challenges with female coaches that we find a lot when we speak to them. And I'm a perfect case of it. I just, you kind of say, well, no, it's all right. I'll do it. I'll go in the background. I, you know, I'm not really keen yeah. to stand up, but actually she's taught me that you have to, if you've got that opportunity, then you've got to do it so that the girls coming up behind you can see those yeah. other roles. that it can be done. Yeah, no, yeah. that's right. Yeah, no, that's it. Lead from the front, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Lead from the front. If you want it done, then you have to, you've got to get it done, haven't you? Exactly. That's, that's one of them things. No, that's absolutely brilliant. So what's the, what's the future hold for Project 500? What's the plans, or should what? I say, we know what the, the, <laughs> the future is, the, the future is just to keep it growing, but what's the plans on it as such? Yeah, I think um, where we are at the moment is we're, we focused a lot of our, because of, you know, changing capacity and the fact that all of us in, in the regions haven't just got coaching to look after, we've got kind of the whole wider workforce. And so just working out, you know, in terms of capacity, what can we still invest into it? But for us, actually, through lockdown and things, it didn't really change. It changed perhaps our tone and the way stuff, but actually what we did wasn't that different to what we did previously um and i think where we want to grow it and what we want to continue to do is to bring those audiences together and to and to give them the opportunities to connect regularly so we have got plans sort of as a region to to, to test out some local coaching communities so actually bring in some female coaches together obviously virtually at the moment with a view that they can then come together and and support but the key bit in there is it's not me that runs that community it's actually the coaches themselves so what we're looking to do is invest in two or three sort of local champions um that are female coaches themselves might work part-time or looking for some additional yeah. so i think in uh, and one of the things for me is that's so important is investing like putting a value on network on the people that those networks rather than just just adding it as another job for you to do that we don't give you any money for yeah, or yeah. we don't give you any training opportunities for. And I think coaching sometimes falls foul of that because coaches give so much for what some of us don't get paid at all for our coaching. No, Others no, do. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a key thing there that we need to recognise. If we want to grow these support networks and these communities, we're prepared to coach mentors at the highest level to do them at grassroots so that's something we're kind of looking to develop ongoing really fantastic so, uh, looking forward to that excellent good stuff i'm hoping we're not going to lose connection and just come <laughs> up it was unstable no that's all right it's good okay it's you paused for a little bit then no yeah you paused <laughs> as you were talking it paused then for a second i thought oh no here we go <laughs> um but no good stuff so so who's your coaching idols here's one for you Mm. who do you look up to or have looked up to well I guess the for me because I, I said earlier on didn't I about not playing it to, to mm. any level as such so I wasn't necessarily coached by many people okay but I was coached by my family so my dad taught me how to skip he taught me how to drive he taught me how to do so many different practical things so the yeah. way he he's got those skills he's not a coach he, he hated sport at school but actually the way he engages with people my as I mentioned my mum was my my netball coach and yeah. my brother was probably a coach to me as well because yeah. he's the one that yeah. developed my kind of thing in sport so for me it's about the real the people that kind of care about you and, and want to see you progress I guess the other person is probably my 
head of year at secondary school who also happened to be a hockey coach. Um, and he's the one I, I was in a class of naughty kids. <laughs> so we no, spent. There's no way I'm having that. Loads. Well, I wasn't the naughty kid, of course. Oh, I had a right. class oh, of, okay. I had oh, a class full of you were saying. You was in a class full of naughty kids. Yeah. Oh, not, oh, right. yeah I'm so, with you now. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so what used to happen was we'd get kept in a lot, which then affected my participation in after school stuff. Oh, OK. Yeah, we'd yeah. get kept in and then I'd miss the bus up to hockey or I'd miss, you know, the mm. training or whatever it was. And and he was the person that said to me that actually, no, I know what this means. He said, I'll come back and pick. he said, go to the detention yeah. because actually he recognised that if I was treated differently, that would was bullied quite a lot of school. Yeah. So he said go to that detention so it doesn't single you out he said but i'll come back 10 minutes after and i'll pick you up to come back yeah. up to hockey so yeah. somebody that kind of went out of his way to let me still participate but also yeah. recognized the importance of me being treated the same as other children in my class i yeah. think was, was really important but recognized because yeah, so, yeah. I, I was really frustrated by that so i was like why do i have to get punished because other people are messing about but actually he recognized that situation and and dealt with it like that and i'll never forget you know those opportunities no, that i got as a result right. of someone you know trying to support me yeah, no, no, that's great. Yeah, no, that's that's huge, and that's and that's deep and meaningful, isn't it? It's mm. it's better than having a set of big celebrity coach that you look up to or anything like that in, yeah. in your chosen sport. So, so how's COVID affected your coaching then? Because obviously you run a netball club and stuff. How's that affected it? Yeah, well, they um <laughs> back in March, I kept sending emails to parents going, current guidance says we can carry on. Well, not sure if we can, but then the next week we had to stop. So that was a bit frustrating because they were saying everything can happen and then they changed it straight away. So, yeah. we, so once we sort of got locked down, it was, it was tough to start with to try and work out what to do because netball doesn't really translate easily to right. the living room, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's <laughs> not, not high enough ceilings for I know, players, and there's far too it? many things that can get hit by the ball, aren't there? Yeah, so yeah. Um, but the other thing I recognised was that actually, and I've, I've learned this through my coaching, is that not that many girls that join our club have a ball. And I'm talking not just the netball, I'm yeah. talking any type of ball at home. Yeah, so yeah. that immediately made me think, well, what exercises, if I'm going to offer them things to do, what am I going to offer them to do? Because actually I just go down and, and find the multitude of kit and equipment and sports stuff because that's that's all I've ever known ever since I was a kid our garage yeah. or shed was full of stuff but actually that's not the case with the girls that come to training and also what I realized was our seniors were all at very different stages so for me the focus was uh, coaching the person as in getting in touch with them to see how they were so there was the teacher who'd lost all of her A-level students and everything had been cancelled and she was devastated for them after how hard they worked yeah there's this there's the team girls that aren't going to do their exams who've worked for you know work their socks off again and aren't haven't yeah. got their exams and they're just stuck um and then there was the girl for me that works in the worked in the shop and i text her thinking god that must be awful at the moment in march and i text her and i said i can only imagine how rough it is working in the supermarket because you'd heard all the stories yeah and she replied and she said to me oh you know, thanks for checking in. She said, I've just realised how horrible people are. She said, I've been sworn at, 
you know, something thrown at me, laughed at, all sorts of stuff. And really? so for me, it wasn't, you know, the netball thing wasn't important. Actually, no, it was about the no. connection with the participants and, and checking in with them as a group, but also individually. Um, also found that teenage girls don't really want to respond, don't want to come together on Zoom. Well, ours didn't. Yeah. Actually, what we did was a bit of WhatsApp coaching. So I'd send yeah. them little video clips. Of, I'd have to, I had to get over my own self-conscious issue of taking photos or video of myself and doing some little activities in my lounge and then sending yeah. the pictures. And, you know, that was really what coaching was like. And then um, not just coaching, but running the club. Um, so as soon as England Netball announced in August that you can go back to certified training, it's taken us from August until last night, so 12th of October, to actually get back on court because of the, wow. the changes in guidance. We had to find a new venue, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So I think recognising that at local yeah, level... You, was it you that I was talking to that had the problem of ventilation at the venue? Yeah. Was that yeah, so the, the, the hall that we had originally, the school hall that we had, just wouldn't have met the ventilation requirements. Right. Um, so we move, we've moved to a new venue, which is incredible but mm. that that venue didn't get handed over until october so we couldn't move in there uh, okay, until, yeah. until this week so i think that's one of the things um that i've learned and you know what i'm really excited to get back to is coaching because i've yeah coaches often have multiple hats in grassroots sport don't they they're yeah, not just yeah. you know they don't just coach they've got no. to run they've got lots of other stuff to do and i've yeah. Coaches are mum, dads, cleaners, admin, secretaries, yeah. the lot, aren't they? <laughs> For everything. Certainly. And I and I think we perhaps we don't always realise the amount of pressure, as particularly at the moment, some of those community organisations are under. Um, mm. and those volunteers are putting in so many hours of their time. And I I work in the industry and I've really struggled with it. So yeah. I can only imagine how others who generally give up a couple of hours a week or probably more than that have had to you know find I don't know possibly more like 20 hours a week or so to get all yeah. of this this stuff in place but last night seeing the smiles on their faces in there's there's yeah. no better reward you recognize that chasing parents for opt-in forms and health check forms and things the headache it gave me up until Sunday night and yesterday afternoon was all worth it when they yeah, it was all worth it because you saw it now that's brilliant that's brilliant when do you start your matches again so our so our seniors um they play matches and they'll be their first game is this weekend so oh, is, we've, yeah, uh, we've had a couple of yeah a couple of training sessions outside for them because we can't mix over 18s and under 18s um because of the England netball guidance so yeah. um yeah we've been learning the modified rules over the last few weeks which has been been good yeah. fun so and that's it. And you're ready to play at the weekend. No, I that's think good. so. Yeah, that's fantastic so. that you're back to competition. Obviously, my sport. Don't have a clue no. when we're getting back to competition. Yeah. We're, we're we are. I don't. Well, they've already signed it off last week that there's no boxing this year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so came, been, out, yeah. came out last week. Came out last mm -hmm. week that because they originally had guidance to there was no permits allowed up until the end of October. Um, so people were looking at November. We even we even went and booked um, a venue for a show. Just but we knew they won't ever go. Oh, ahead. positive thinking though. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No word. Yeah, was it? We just thought we got to get something in place. So like even the venue said we're not allowing anyone, but we can put your name down. Like if like as first 
first come, like if if we're allowed. And then uh, yeah, last week we got the got the news that everything is off till January now at the very minimum. So how has that affected your coaching then, and and your participants' kind of motivation? Because I guess yeah, the thing about you know some people box for fitness, but other people box because they want to compete. So how's that's that? Right. Yeah, so we're so we're now predominantly a boxing fitness club. Um, that's the way it is. So it's uh, like I go, go, I'm I'm doing what I work, what I do at work all day in my voluntary role now as well. <laughs> um, but the uh, yeah, no, it's at the beginning. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't that bad because it, it's actually a little bit exciting because you you actually got back to real coaching. You were having to like really pull the the book out and and start thinking right about development what we can do with the guidance what we're allowed to do but going back to developing technical and tactical aspects of the boxers development um which was great so we were setting up lots of different I mean, lots of different technical drills as well um as well as the conditioning drills and everything like that and then you, you keep thinking right well not too much longer and we'll get back into competition prep because that was a lot like, especially at my club because we've got quite a lot of high level boxers we seem to always be in competition prep so like you haven't got we we missed quite a bit of time for doing development stuff and um so we've gone back to that but now we're like what we four months in now it's starting to get tedious like oh. you can see it. it's so hard trying to keep the the morale up um mm. so hard trying to keep the morale up of, of all the boxers that they've got no competition ahead of them we're not allowed to pad at the moment we're not allowed to do any form of contact but yet the professionals are allowed the unlicensed are doing what they want so like everyone's seeing like that from there but we're governed by England boxing so um it's such a challenge isn't it yeah for so many sports but there's, so, there, there's lots like I know I, I spoke with England boxing myself the other day like just to chase it just out about pad work like there's no there is no reason why we can't be doing pad work because they've already shown like a upper GB the way that they're the coaches are wearing visors and, and have got They've got plastic aprons on as well to if they catch a sweat on their clothes. But but the boxers, the coach has got pads on, the boxer's got gloves on. There's no form of contact. Like, and if there's a visor over the face of the coach, his his shouting or instruction is not going to get any saliva out, and no sweat or saliva is going to hit him. So mm. I don't think I, I can't see why they won't allow us. But then I've been told that that they've they've put that forward to the to the government but because cases are rising yeah i think we're all going to be subject to that at times that's, what, we, that's, that's what they're coming back with cases are rising how can we how can we remove a restriction on something when cases are rising still mm. so so we're stuck with that but yeah it's very it's very difficult it's very difficult in that mm. aspect and it's yeah we've uh we've I've had good chats with our lads and and they understand and stuff um but same, same as everything, isn't it? How long will they put up with it? How long until yeah. they go, do you know what? I'm going to go and play football. I'm going to play football outside of me, mates. You know, like, but I can't do boxing, so. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm just so grateful that we we have managed to, you know, it's been a lot of hard work, but we have managed to get back in, in the hall and then 
mm. you know, do some do some stuff yesterday and and to actually play something that looked like netball you know yeah. with the girls and yeah we our challenge is about bibs and you can't share bibs so um you know if they no. want to, you know with juniors they're always keen to change positions and, and play different positions or you've got 10 shooters yeah <laughs> then, that's right yeah yeah because so, uh, i suppose that's that's it as well isn't it that's an extra cost if you've got to if mm. you've got to do that like with uh, our gym it's um like we did we did like the club said like for anyone that came in that didn't have their own gloves like to hit and we would we had an, we've got enough gloves in the club that we yeah that we fully cleaned actually but during lockdown um that we would assign them a pair of gloves and then they would get put in a bag a plastic bag with their name wrote on and they'd be stored in the in the in the changing rooms and they are their gloves to use for the gym until all this is over and done with or until they buy their own but um like most of our boxers have their own equipment so yeah. it's been easy on that that front all we need is a pair of boxing gloves and a skipping rope really but um I don't need yeah. the rest of it but it's hard <laughs> it's been hard very hard i don't i don't see it getting easier i think it's going to get worse before it gets better at the moment unfortunately yeah i'd agree there i think i'll um you know we we were so desperate to get back and and to at least run a few sessions and and mm. chatting with the venue hire we you know discussing you know what what the odds on us us being told we have to stop at some point in winter um it's it's so challenging because you know you put in as many of those um restrictions or mitigations as they say don't you but i i guess that we we at the end of the day yes it's been a really tough year it will be a year by the time kind of oh, more, yeah. before, before we get out of it but we also have to kind of um remember that it's uh, in the big scheme of things a year isn't too long like no. in terms of it, uh, the, the the lifespan of things but i do totally appreciate that we may well lose no, a number of people from yeah, yeah, from, that's from right. Yeah. Sports, but the other, well, I know the yeah. amateur. I know, like from from amateur boxing, they've lost a lot of kids already. A lot of turned professional. A lot of mm. seniors have turned professional. Um, some I, I don't know, understand why because they're not they're not getting to box because they're not getting signed with good deals. They're just oh, I'm going to turn professional because professionals can box, but they're they're turning over. They're all they're getting is ticket deals, but you can't have spectators. They're not going to sell any tickets. So I don't know. Like they've made a great move there, but yeah. but that's what's happening though. They're seeing that kind of side, and and we are losing people. But I think that's a natural thing as well. You know, it's, yeah. I think it's encouraging us to think differently though as coaches. Mm. Um, that's the best out. thing. What it's done from a coaching point of view, definitely one hundred percent. Instead of just yeah. It's, it's created, you know, my lunch. So I, as well as run a club, I do the lunchtime ladies at the university, and we've yeah. been keeping in touch via a Teams group for the last few months. And then on a Monday lunchtime, I'd set up Zoom and run a session with them. And sometimes we have four or five, sometimes we have two or three. But we've, you know, we I've I've got quite a good hit netball skills routine now that goes yeah. on and, and gets them working hard for half an hour and they're getting the chance to come away from their screen. And yeah. you know, yes, it's it's not the same as playing the game. We know that, but actually to stay involved. It's and better than nothing, isn't it? And that's what I've explained. That's the same love what we were discussing earlier. That's what we have to explain to people. Listen, we have to do this to, to stay open and to stay mm. playing the game that we love. But And if, if we don't do that, we run risk of um, it all ending. Yeah. No. And I think supporting those people that haven't come back is another thing for us. So we yeah. have had a, 
um, really sadly we've had a couple of girls that are actually really suffered badly having caught the the, the virus um, right. actually haven't been able to return to training yet because they're yeah. you know, still struggling and out of breath so yeah. for us it's about making sure we stay connected with them and they're welcome back whenever they're, that's they're right. ready yeah and just building yeah. them back into the team isn't it no mm. that's right yeah no I understand that so, uh, what does yeah, the future hold ahead. then Lou what does the future hold for you I don't know I I think more of the same, I'd, I can't see myself wanting to, you know, I, I've, I count myself very fortunate in the current climate that I'm, I'm able to work. Um, yeah. You know, the sport and physical activity sector is, is, is faced with some really tough choices coming forward, I think, in terms of, you know, funds and things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful that the work that I do and I'm, I'm hugely grateful that I love what I do as well. Yeah. Never a chore. It's, you know, a, a really... You know wonderful thing to be able to do because you get to do all the nice stuff you know that's right Generally, yeah. sport and physical activity is something in addition that's adding value and and benefit to people's lives so to be part of that you know is is a is a complete privilege mm. um i think going forward it'll it'll looking at how do we keep this kind of blurred <laughs> or or blended so should i call it approach yeah. to things like this you know podcasts and and more webinars for coaches versus that face-to-face interaction because you do get a real buzz when coaches can come together and network oh, good. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah I think the the future for us will be a constant uh, sort of that battle of trying to plan ahead whilst reacting to what's going on um and having sort of you know, I think our direction of travel is right and it's about expanding our coaching family it's about recognizing everybody at different levels it's about realising that a qualification shouldn't be the be-all be all and end-all for people. It needs to be broader than that. And de- like mm. we've talked about lots, about developing skills and behaviours and those sorts of things. Um, and and really, for me, it's about how can we get those young coaches feeling confident and, and moving on from there. So hopefully we'll have another phase of a, a boxing mentoring at some right. stage. Let's do or, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Even with, um, even with the, the new the new venture, Sport on Your Doorstep, me and Mark have already put in an application to Wards for All, actually, funny enough, about a, a mentoring programme to get... Oh, okay. Excellent. I, yeah, I, I know coaches. someone that's quite good at coaching development might be able to that's help it. you with that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, as, soon as, we, as soon as we get the answer from them, if we've got the green light, then uh, we should be in contact. So, but yeah, <laughs> well, no, we no, want to replicate it as well. Yeah. Do this, huh? A cross sport one would be fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, multi sport. We'll do it across multi sport and, uh, and just do that. Like, get get it because I, it's a, I think there's much bigger, wider audience for that, isn't there? Much yeah. bigger, wider audience. It's not just one sport specific. It's going to be running um, lots. So hopefully we'll be able to do exactly the same and achieve some more great young people into the. Give them the opportunity of doing a job that they love. Exactly. So we've benefited from that. So it's our job to try and bring a few more on, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's it. Help them out. Help the future out as they bring the kids through, as they say. <laughs> oh, God, it makes me feel old now. <laughs> oh, that's what I think. I still think I'm young. But uh, when I talk to these kids and I'm oh, more no. than double their age at training, then I start oh. to get a little bit depressed. So when we went out, I think it was, even, it was the last Christmas day, I went out with all my lads, took them all out for dinner and drinks and stuff, and uh, walking into uh, one of the bars or something, and uh, and uh, bouncer said, oh, I'll see Dad's come out with you tonight. <laughs> oh, you cheeky git. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you 
tickets yeah, for the are about 18, 19, aren't they? I think the oldest is 20, I think uh, they've got. Uh, so you know, I look like the old man with them all. And I still I'll, I'll tell you what's hard is when you've had, you've, you've, the girls have been at the club since they were 14, they've gone off to university and now they come back again. I know, and yeah. Still, and you think, blimey, they're now working full time or they're buying their first house and you yeah. suddenly, you know, still, but... What uh, what could you ask for if they're still keen to come back? Then you yes, think right. So you see the right the growth thing. in them. It's good to see them grow, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. good to see them grow. It's brilliant. Right then, Lou. I think I've took enough of your time. Thank you very much for getting you on. It was great having a chat as usual. Oh, it's a pleasure, Wayne. Thanks for inviting me on. I finally no feel like I've made it. I've been Let's a guest on a podcast. It. You've been a guest on the Olympia Boxing Podcast. <laughs> You've only been helping us run the organisation for seven years, but now you're, now you're live. <laughs> now you're on there. Right, Lou, nice one. I'll catch up with you soon, yeah? Thanks, Wayne. Take care. ta Bye. Bye. She's a legend, our Lou. It was absolutely fantastic that we could get her on the podcast to discuss coaching and workforce. Um, and hopefully we can get a new workforce program up and running and, and find a load more mentees with young people and give them the opportunity to take coaching up as their career. So then guys, as usual, if you would do us the great honour of rating and reviewing the podcast, this will enable our podcast to go out to a wider audience so we can spread the love. So if you'd like to follow what we're up to, our, our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. On Facebook, we are Olympia Boxing CIC, and on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Olympia Boxing. Okay, guys, hope you have a fantastic week, and we will speak to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.